Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you this beautiful, beautiful week. It is snowing again in snowy, cold Provo, Utah, and nothing is cold about our basketball team right now. They are heating up. Make sure you listen to the reactions we have to this past week of BYU basketball and also our reaction to the 2023 BYU football schedule as well as their recruiting class. There's a lot of fun stuff to talk about in this episode, so we don't want to waste any more time. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. Share the accounts. Share the episode. Make sure you leave a review. It helps out more than you can know. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Let's go wild, Welcome in, listeners, to another episode of the best podcast. Number one, baby. Definitely. In history of the game. Oh, yeah. All the games. The game. Yep. We're not talking about the game. We're talking about the game. We're definitely not talking about the game. No. I was not prepared for this, you guys. We're not not going there today. (laughs) Uh, First things first, we got some items to check off of a certain to-do list. Oh, okay. Mm. For example, suppose you are it's very cloudy outside, you're feeling a little somber. Mm, vitamin deficient, maybe. Yep, a little deficient <laughs> in something. I want each of you all to get a vitamin D lamp Ooh, as man. a form of housekeeping. I like wow, it. Wow, yeah, that'd be pretty good. This is good. Lighten up the mood in multiple ways. Uh-huh, exactly. Good one, good Lighten one. Lighten up, I see you. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, what should we start off with? We got actually a lot of housekeeping today, so uh, yeah. let's dive in. That we do. Who wants to start? Well, I'll just open it up to the forum. Audience, maybe? One of you two? Should uh, I start? I'll start. Okay, there we go. Um, you guys might know what's coming. It's proper football. Put the beans on the toast. Proper football. Yes. Crikey. Oh, no, that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Aussie rules. Aussie wrong rules. ones. It's rugby. Rugby. Uh, yeah, so we've mentioned Leeds United before. Oh, yes, yes, we have. Premier League team, soccer team. American coach. Their right. coach was American, and they now have three American players. who the are takeover. You know, three of our better players on the national team. Well, their coach just got fired. Oh. oh. <laughs> and they're in somewhat of a relegation battle. Oh. They haven't won in, I think, three months. Oh. <laughs> there was the World Cup and, you know, some True. international breaks in there. But... Safe to say, the coach was fired, Jesse Marsh. He was the worst American on the team, by okay. far. Okay. So USA. Yeah. USA. You know what this is sounding like? What's that? This is sounding like a certain Apple TV Plus TV show. Mm. We need another American coach to come Season in here. Three. Any minute now. Any minute. I don't apparently. know. Might I suggest a slight tweak to the script, though? One that does not end in. Actual relegation. Actual relegation. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want season one of that show. That's yes. a, that's a, season two is lit, though. Not ideal. Um, yeah. But 
there's still three great players there. Hopefully they don't get relegated so they can play in the Premier League next season and show those Brits whose sport this is. Yes. This is American sport. Soccer. Always has been, always will be. Speaking of semi-proper, this time Ooh. I can do the Australian accent, mate. Hey. Semi-proper football because Crikey. we're talking about rugby. Okay. Put some rugby. shrimp on the back. Actually, we're not doing any of that. Because rugby we're talking men. about the motherland. We're talking about Scotland. Scotland. Oh. Scotland. The clan defeated England at Twickenham at what? the 2023 Six Nations, winning the Calcutta Cup. No way. 29 to 23. Wow. Ooh. It was an absolutely incredible game. There was a crazy try by the Scotsman. Ooh. As the Scotsman newspaper puts it, have Scotland ever played better at Twickenham? This was an enthralling victory <laughs> and their third in a row against England, something that has not been done since 1971 before Gregor Townsend was born and when the UK was still coming to terms with decimalization. That's right, when fractions were converted to decimals. Wait. Wow. <laughs> so is that really what they wrote? Yeah, that is 100% word for word off of the Scotsman. The Scotsman. Check um, them out. Okay. It's at the top of the article. That's very cool. Right. Good result at the Calcutta Cup. Jared, if you ever need a model for how you should open your articles, I think this article would be a good one, don't you think, there? Yeah, that's a great idea. It sounds fantastic. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of Scotsman, this is what I have to say. Show me a Scotsman who doesn't love the thistle. Show me an Englishman who doesn't love the rose. Show me a true-blooded Aggie from Utah who doesn't love the spot where the sagebrush grows. That was for Jacob. Uh, maybe we shouldn't mention Utah State as they are currently in the news for chanting some not so nice. Oh, Utah, sorry, Colorado State. Wrong, wrong way. Utah oh, yeah. State against. They're the victims. In, they are the victims for once, as Colorado State. <laughs> for once, as Colorado. I shouldn't say they're the victims for once. They, they, they got slapped around by Weber State in football earlier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, some not so nice things said by Colorado State. Everyone remember, sports is fun. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah, people are people. Also, Utah State, Sneaky might make the tournament. Yeah. They're on the bubble watch. Can I just say, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I don't know. I would like to know how you guys feel as Utah natives. Okay. Right. Why the frick are all their seats those different barf colors? I, I don't know. Their seats? Like in the spectrum? In the yeah. Spectrum. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you not know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's an old school gym. Yeah. It's very old school. Is there it was once, wood? It's very wood. Very woody. Woody Jim uh, at Spectrum Center. Oh, that's the wrong way. Uh, I do know that one time at the Spectrum, the Utah State engineering students planted an ink bomb underneath the UNLV bench. Oh. Sounds like all those different colors. The seats are brown, orange, and yellow. Yes. It's, it's like they like painted that painted it that way for fall one time. Yeah, it's very fall. And, and then, then left just it? left it. Yeah, like it has nothing to do with any like a single Utah State color is not found in any of the benches. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Very odd. Uh, the Spectrum is one of probably the most intimidating places to play, though. I will say that. There was a study done a couple of years ago where they took Ooh. a sound meter per to different college football per source <laughs> to different college basketball arenas. <laughs> college football. <laughs> Spectrum. Oh. I love the studies. And only two arenas broke the sound meter. Broke it. Cameron Indoor and mm. the Spectrum. The Spectrum. Wow. So. <laughs> It may look funny, but it is a formidable place. It is very effective. good acoustics. Whatever it is. Acoustics, yes. Yes. That's definitely what it was. 
they just amped it up with acoustics. I will say though, now that I look at it again, honestly, it looks like a poop I would take after eating a Cafe Rio oh, enchilada boy. style burrito. Oh jeez. Mm. I mean, do you not agree? Uh, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's just a very I see it. graphic visual. I mean, this looks like it's got Asian zang right <laughs> like all over the zing and the zang. The zing. It's the zang <laughs> the that gets Buffalo you. Wild Wings Asian it's got the corn zing strikes mixed again. in. Oh, well, all right, no. let's <laughs> move on. Right, right. Um, Sorry, you might want to tag it as explicit again. Jerry. So, speaking of carrots and uh, corn kernels, oh, we move to the what? Super Bowl. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we obviously don't like the NFL. No. As Kinley said, the NFL can suck it. Yep. Oh. And we fully, wholeheartedly uh, endorse that. Yep. Um, who is it again? I think it's the Chiefs and, Chiefs and the, the Eagles. The Eagles, that's right. It's the Andy Reid Bowl. We Man, do have some uh, ex-BYU players on the Chiefs. Okay. We do have Andy Reid, who is the head coach. Okay. We have, um, why am I forgetting his first name? Anderson. Uh, Zane uh, Anderson. Zane Anderson? Zane, Zane Anderson. practice squad? Uh, no, I think he's actually on the oh. dress roster. Okay. Wait, we got Sorensen. So, uh, no, no Sorensen's on the Saints He's now. on the Saints now. Oh, shoot. He yeah. was there. Matt Bushman. Yes. yes, he's Bushman. on the practice squad. He's on the practice squad, and I feel like I'm forgetting one person. Well, he's technically in the IR. No, oh, he's on yeah, the IR. Oh, he's right. Clavicled. He's clavicled. He got clavicled. Um, there is somebody that fans will know on the Eagles, uh huh. and I think this might decide your rooting interest if you are akin to us. Yeah, we're a local guy. Yeah, one uh, Bretagne Covey mm. is the punt returner for the Eagles. So obviously we'll be all cheering for the Chiefs on Sunday. I guess I have an idea. Okay. What if we just fill up all the parking lots, and when they don't let him park in the player parking lot <laughs> yeah. again, he'll have to like park two miles away, and he'll be tired and won't be able to return yeah, any yeah. punts effectively. The Arizona Heat will get to him. Good exactly. strategy. Mm-hmm. Great strategy. Just die on the highway. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Are we excited for the Super Bowl? I, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl. Of course yeah. It's more of a social thing, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Get some food. I'm going to treat the Super Bowl like students at BYU treat the rock. There you go. You just go to socialize. You're not really watching the game. You don't pay attention to the care. (laughs) You're just there for the food and the fun and the Instagram posts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Well said. (laughs) You know how I feel about the rock. Yes. Hasn't changed. We'll get into it a little later. It hasn't gotten any better. I will say football rock, pretty good. Basketball rock. Yes. Yes. And it may be because it's way more obvious in basketball when people don't care. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't take as much. I will say, since we started, do you guys remember the first football games we went to in 2019 it would have been, right? Yes. First football games we went to, and like The Rock was still like yelling loudly when BYU had the ball on offense. (laughs) I will say, like The Rock has come a very long way from (laughs) where we found it in 2019. At least we're not detrimental to our own team. They yes. did figure it out. So That's true. Speaking of real, 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 real football. American football? Yes. American college football. Oh, kind of transitioning yes. to the pros. I don't know. We have to talk about the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua were both supposed to be participants in it, but it seems as if they both only participated in one practice <laughs> due to injuries, maybe? Yeah. Senioritis, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. If you are an NFL scout, Yep, and, and apparently, from every NFL scout we've seen thus far, Jaron Hall killed it on his one day that he practiced, and Puka Nakua also killed it the first day that he practiced, and they both proved what they needed to prove. But if you're an NFL GM and you're looking at both of these guys and how 
injured they have been the past couple of years, does that affect how you view them as a potential draftee? For me, yes. Hmm. <laughs> One word answer. But to elaborate a little bit, Jaron Hall, he hasn't had a complete season probably since Maple Mountain, I would say. <laughs> yeah. We got to look back at the Maple Mountain stuff. See if he completed one I don't even know if he did it in Maple Mountain. But, yeah. But luckily, guys aren't, like, counting on him to be the face of their franchise going forward. Right. So yeah. if he was already going to be a day three pick, this won't make him not get drafted at all. So it doesn't, like, hurt him very much, but I think it is something that they'll keep in mind. And as far as Puka Nakua goes, for me, it hasn't seemed as much of an issue. Maybe because wide receiver is not as important as quarterback because there's a lot more of them. But I, I feel like for Puka, it won't be as big of a deal as it is for Jaron for some reason. Yeah. Question for you, Utah high school football folk. How many games are played in a normal Utah high school football season? Bro, I don't know. Uh, like 10? Yeah, in the regular 12, season, maybe. Yeah, maybe or regular season. I don't, I don't so know. I think it's it's, it's got to be somewhere around ten. It's right? like ten or eleven. I have no idea. Regular season, but they play like four playoff games. Well, well he, here's <laughs> his senior year at Maple Mountain. He only played eight games. Senior year, eight games. For some reason, his junior year is split into two different categories, which is maybe eleven games that he played in <laughs> pre-injury, yeah. post-injury. Okay, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and his sophomore year, he played nine games. We'll have to consult my cousin Elliot, since yeah. he was friends with Jaron Hall in high school. So either way, eight games is not going to be a whole season. I feel like that's his senior year. Also, Maple the NFL plays what football? 17, 17, 18 games now. Yeah, that's good. Let's see what we can find. A little more than eight. Maple Mountain. One of the max preps here. They played ten games. Oh, oh. In which they went one and nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> their one their one win was against Mountain View. Wait, oh, was nice. that his senior year? Yes. Wait, no, no sorry, sorry. This is 22-2023. Oh. oh. My apologies. I was like, <laughs> my apologies. Great podcast. Our starting quarterback went 1-9 in, in high school. Uh, there was 11 games in which he played 8. They okay, went 7-4. and four. So yeah. to answer your question, no. They did not play. A not a complete season. season. <laughs> Even at Maple Mountain. Okay. <laughs> they lost in the playoffs 7-6. to six. Oh this straight up God. Iowa level. He probably the wasn't same playing. Same team they lost to. <laughs> Who is the Salem Hills? Salem Hills. Oh wow. Uh, anyway, podcasting right here. Yes, very yeah. good. That's uh, Jaron Hall. My one question to you guys. Yes. The one player that we could maybe compare him to was Taysom Hill, who was perennially injured at BYU, but then he got to the NFL, and the only injury he's had is out for a couple weeks with a concussion. Other than that, he's true. been good. For the entirety of his NFL Very career. Very true. Do we see something similar happen with Jaron Hall? Absolutely not. I don't, hmm. Let me raise you this, though. <laughs> he is now out of BYU's lack of strength of condi- <laughs> strength and conditioning program into an actually competent one unless he goes to the Texans, Jets, or um, I don't know. Or the Panthers. Unless he plays at FedEx yes. Field once in his career. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. He needs to avoid playing at FedEx Field. <laughs> Remember when the stadium tried to eat Jalen Hurts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it fell on him, just collapsed. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to ask you a clarifying question, Justin. Do yeah. you mean as far as health is concerned, or as far as like notoriety, as far as a career? Because if we're talking about health, yes, maybe Jaron can be the guy that like, or maybe he can avoid getting injured, but just because he won't play. 
But there's That's no true. way he's going to be near as notorious as any former BYU quarterback. He hasn't – when Taysom Hill was not injured, Taysom Hill was a Heisman front runner. Yes. Like, he was true. going to win the Heisman in 2014 and they got injured. Jaron Hall's never even – He was better than Jaron Hall. Yeah, Jaron Hall does not have that kind of a ceiling. So, oh, hold on. While you're asking that, breaking news. Um, this isn't breaking because this happened in, like, 2015 or something like that. Oh. Uh, or even a year ago, I don't know. But uh, Taysom <laughs> Hill, when he got man. like when he got concussed and like got a scary hit to the head. Yeah. Do you know where that hit occurred? FedEx was Field. It, was it was at FedEx Field oh, against the Washington Football Team. Do not go there, <laughs> dude. FedEx Field is absolutely incredible. Um, I will say this: I don't think Jaron Hall will ever be a starter in the league. Nope. I do think that he will be a backup, and I do think that he will come in for an injured quarterback at times. And he'll kind of play that journeyman quarterback role. Yeah. Will he end yeah. up? I, I don't know. He might end up cracking a starting spot for maybe a year or two. If somebody gets injured. He plays yeah, well. It won't be. I don't think it will be his own work that does no, that. It'll no. be. I don't. I don't think so either. It'll be an injury or something. Injury. I think Jaron Hall has the tools to be an elite bench warmer. Okay. Elite bench warmer. Okay. And honestly, that's the best position to play. In the NFL, backup yeah. quarterback, because <laughs> nothing's expected of you. If you come in and lose, everyone expects you to suck anyway, so nobody's yeah. mad at you. It's true. And you rake in millions of dollars. Exactly. It's true. You just might have to live in 15 cities in 14 years. <laughs> yeah, but hey. I'm not sure how much his wife would appreciate that. Yeah. If, if he's making eight, you know, a couple million a year, I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you can make that work. Um, I will say this. Uh, I was trying to find out how Jaron Hall did. Um, I looked on PFF. They said he was bad. I went to Cam Meller. Uh, he said that Jaron Hall played good. And then I went to ESPN to try and get some like final say. Yeah. And they said, who? Huh. Let me tell you about these two. Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Oh, yeah. These guys are going to go number three and number four in the draft. <laughs> Freaking Todd McShay has Anthony Richardson and Will Levis going ahead of CJ Stroud. Hmm. <laughs> I just... It is... It's like the I'm SEC bias. Is it's horrible. like unfathomable. It's like NBA media, where it's like you're trying to find something out, and they're just shoving guys down your throat. Like it, it's it's inexplicable. Uh, have you either of you seen anything from Anthony Richardson or Will Levis that makes you think that they will be a first round draft pick or even successful in the NFL? If the Texans have a draft pick, they will absolutely waste it on one of those two. <laughs> At like 100% guarantee. Yeah. I would put the Lions in that same boat, but Dan Campbell has... Actually, no, they haven't had to draft a bad quarterback in forever because they had Stafford. Stafford. And Stafford. now they have Goff, who's looking good. Yeah, Goff oh, is looking okay. Goff. Solid. Who else has drafted terrible quarterbacks? Uh, the Jets? Jets. Jets. Especially <laughs> Tampa Bay. Oh, last one. Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston is the last one they drafted. Oh. Well, he's good quarterback. Yeah. He's they, just not getting playing time. But they drafted him pre-LASIK. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, you How do you that. draft a guy that doesn't have a LASIK surgery? The Carolina Panthers. Couldn't see the Lions earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, they got Matt Corral. He was just injured. Mm-hmm. He could pan out. That's Commies true. need a quarterback. True. I'll say that. Dan, <laughs> that I think this is, where the, <laughs> this is where the conversation's going. Yep. Which Anthony of the two would... do you want more? Hmm. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the two do you not want the least? Hmm. Interesting question. Uh, I probably want Anthony Richardson the least, <laughs> so I don't want Will Levis the least. Got it. Yeah. Semantics. That's my analysis. 
Anyway, uh, Blake Freeland also played in the, f- the Senior Bowl. That yeah. Rather, yeah, yeah, very well. Played. played pretty well. Good for him. Um, I don't think any of these guys changed where they were going to be drafted, though, based on what they did. Freeland might have, from what I've heard. Freeland, maybe of, he moved up a little bit? Because apparently like everyone was kind of impressed with Freeland and how he played while he was at BYU, but they kind of see him as unpolished because this is the first time in his life that he has played offensive line in college. He always played quarterback in high school and those sorts of things. So they started getting some measurements of him and the fact that he is actually prototypical offensive lineman size, and they saw him compete against people that weren't Wyoming. Yeah, USF. USF. <laughs> So apparently, Blake Freeland might have earned himself a late first round, early second round spot. Ooh, is what I'm hearing. Interesting. interesting. What I'm hearing. At the very least, a day two guy. I yeah. am not very connected when it comes to the NFL draft. What I'm hearing means what I've been seeing on Twitter pages that I'm not even following, but the Twitter algorithm has recommended to me. And they're probably like 48 hours old. The post. Yeah, right? that too. Yep. That too. Or from like <laughs> literally different four order. weeks ago. <laughs> Nothing is better than when. Twitter pushes a sponsor to add at you from a yeah. football game that was on like two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, should we keep talking BYU football? Let's do it. Because there was some yes. big news. First off, we'll get to this one. Probably the lesser of the two exciting news things. Uh, signing day was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an interesting signing day for BYU. It wasn't a total flop. It wasn't like a home run hit by any means. But it was nah. it was decent. Um, we finished 65th in high school high school recruiting. 39th in transfer recruiting for a 52nd overall transfer grades, class rank, whatever, on 247. What do you guys think about that? Is that good, bad? Uh, obviously, it needs to improve, but for year one in the Big 12, how are we feeling about 52nd? That's about 10 to 15 spots up from where we've been the last couple of years. Um, if I'm not wrong, this is probably the best class that Kalani's had. Yeah. Which I think is so. which is good. He's got a couple of four star guys from high school, a couple of good transfers. So I think it's good that the classes are getting better. I think starting last recruiting class cycle, we saw a little bit of the Big Twelve bump happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's happened again this year, and hopefully we can keep rising up higher and higher in the rankings. Obviously, I'd like to be higher than where we are at fifty second overall, but I'm glad that we're at least improving. Yeah, you know. 65th in high school recruiting isn't great. I mean, that's quite literally middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Like, quite literally. I think, what, there's going to be, as of this year, 133 teams in FBS? Something like that. 134. Yeah. So that puts us just over the the 50th percentile. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see an uptick in that. I think we will see it. Things are getting better there. But the fact that we're bringing in a transfer ranking that is 39th is actually... Respectable. Yeah, I like the transfers. So, I'll take that. It's a mo- it's the modern era of college football. Transfers are good. Let's do it. And I think that's where the Big 12 bump has been most evident, has yeah. been in transfers, right? Yeah, we got yeah. P5 Chris Brooks. We got P5 um, Keaton Slovis. We got Aiden Robbins, right? Like we, We're getting high enough transfers that I think that right now is kind of what Kalani's hanging his hat on until we can get that high school rank up. Yeah. Uh, I just did some quick research and our rank this year was 52. The yeah. highest Kalani has been was his first year in 2016, hmm. which is right after he took over for Bronco. So he hadn't yeah. even played a full season yet. And his first class was 49th. 49th. Yes. Wow. No way. But after that, 49th? after that it went like, 
68-65, and now here we are at 52. We're bell curving back down. Yeah, so I think he's kind of getting his legs under him a little bit. Um, as far as the Big 12 goes, like I like the guys we're getting. Yeah. These guys seem like there's a lot of a lot of potential in there. And Dan, I feel like you have some more news. I, I hear you have some more news on uh, certain rankable recruits, correct? Yes, I have some trivia. I love Ooh, this. Trivia. So Kalani has gotten nine four-star recruits out of high school in his tenure. Okay, okay. Four of those nine, about half, have been in the last two years. Okay. Okay. That's and good. then three were in his first two years. So, in the le- the middle of four years, that means he had two four-star guys. Okay. 2018 to 2021. Kind of in that lower end of the yeah. bell curve. Can you guess who those two four-star guys are in the middle four years of Kalani's tenure? Ooh. Is, <laughs> is Chaz the same age as you guys, or a year older, a year younger? Yes, he's senior. Yeah, he's 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 one of the in his first two years. He was one of those four stars. Four stars. So let's, uh, so, let's so 2018 to 2021, correct? Yep. So we wouldn't have seen them. Jacob Conover. Yep, he's one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jacob Remember Conover. that one. Let's go. <laughs> and okay, a clarifying question: These players committed to and came to BYU, right? It's not like a. Ben Olsen, where they commit to BYU and then never actually no, show up. No, they, they like committed and... Yes. They were on the roster at least one year. Yeah. <laughs> there was a mission for one. Okay. But did he come back and come here? Well, this might give it away. Uh-oh. Neither of them... Well, Conover transferred. The other yeah, one yeah. also transferred without ever playing for us. Oh, is it Fano? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Logan Fano. Logan Fano. <laughs> yeah. So our two four-star guys from Kalani's you know, middle of his tenure didn't pan out. Okay. Awesome. Now, <laughs> now, how many others can you name? Justin got Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Out of high school, correct? Yeah. Just high school guys. This year. Yep. Brock yep. Bowers. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Not, not Brock Bowers. Jackson Bowers. Jackson, Jackson Bowers. Bowers. Bro- Brock Bowers. We got Brock Bowers. Um, uh, Jackson Bowers. Are we, we didn't, are we we didn't get... transfers to or this is just high school? Just high school. We didn't get any other four stars this year, correct? We got one other. One other this Ciale year. Ciale Oh, oh yeah. Acera. He got promoted. He got four bumped. Stars. Yeah. Yeah. He did get promoted to four stars just recently. Okay, so we got when two. When he signed, he was a three star. We got two mm. last year. Yeah. Out of high school. Uh, well. Last year. <laughs> wasn't uh, four stars. Wasn't freaking uh what's his face? I I've blocked his memory from my mind. Uh, uh the dude we interviewed Jay Keeps decommitted like the next oh, day. Like Emmanuel Waller? It wasn't Emmanuel Waller, like a four star rivals guy. I think he was the class of twenty I don't know. He was like a year out though. I think he was a four star on rivals though. Yeah. He was. He yeah. was a, he was a four star on rivals. I didn't have him on my list. So. <laughs> okay. Um there were two last year. Two, two last. Two year. last year. Two I'm, last year. Dude, I honestly don't follow recruiting that There's much. Hold on, hold on. Two, two last year. year. Maybe it's for the same reasons we were seeing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last year was Isaiah Moa. Yep. He was. He was a four star. Yeah. yeah he oh, was okay. A four star. Um. The other one's a skill position guy. Skill. I'll position. tell you that. Oh, uh, Cody Hagen. Yep. Yeah. Cody Hagen. Um, Hagen's on a mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then the first ones, Troy Werner, Chaz Ayu, 
Long Tuifa. Nice. That's I'm, awesome that yeah. none of them <laughs> are like big names. <laughs> we actually like got a decent amount of them. That's Troy okay. Warner was probably the no, most successful okay. one out of those. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. Yeah. Hopefully the more recent Chaz ones can pan out. Flashes. Chaz has been just he's been Jaron Hall in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Playing six snaps and then leaving for a season. He always just like will like six post snaps. like a super motivational thing on Instagram. Play five snaps, tweet something really cryptic, and then be gone for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. and we never know what happens. <laughs> we never know. We never know. We don't know that he's and then gone. His dad he's like wrote <laughs> on Twitter. So, what we're saying here is that we've had nine four stars, correct, Daniel? Yep. Troy Warner, Chaz Ayu, who? Um, some guy from Bingham, Longi Tuifa. Okay, who is that? I don't so, know. Never really heard of him. I don't remember him at all. Uh. So those are Troy Warner was like he was an undrafted free agent that got cut from an NFL roster, right? Or did he um, not get signed? I feel like he was on a roster at some point. Me too. I don't know. Anyway, so we can say that was relative success, right? Yeah. That was about four star potential. Is yeah, that's success. Being in the discussion, he, he's good for us. He's good. Oh, yes, he was good for us. Okay, I see. Longi Tuifuwa. Oh yeah. Uh. Played for two years until he got a herniated disc and was forced Ooh. to retire. Oh, Ouch. That's rough. And okay. now he acts in films. He's an actor? Oh, I actually remember seeing his deep blue ones. Yeah, he's an actor. Oh, he's, right. he's like really skinny. He's an actor. I don't know. Like, sure. Anyway. Wait, he had yeah. offers from Oregon, Utah, Michigan, BYU. Holy cow. And others? Yeah. We got him. We got him. that. We got him. Okay. But here's, here's my problem with recruiting. Like, none of these guys, like, these were all rated higher than the other playmakers in our, on our teams, right? Like, mm-hmm. Dax Milne, Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, Isaac Rex, you know, the Barrington boys, the Freeland, yes. Brady Christensen, for crying out loud. Like, I, I just don't know how much I trust recruiting rankings, but if I see a lower number, as in a higher recruiting ranking, that makes me happier. Because yeah. that means... At least we are doing what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Whether or not they pan out, that's kind of on the coaching staff. That's kind of like, obviously, with this guy, you know, Longy, like, there's nothing you can do there. Yeah. But, and Troy Warner was also injured a couple times. But I, the development that we've seen from no star players or three star players into NFL draft prospects, like, that's kind of more what I am proud of than like bringing in these big star recruits. Now, if we can do the same thing with the big star recruits, then we're cooking. Yeah. Then we're talking Big 12 championship, right? Absolutely. Ooh. And I think the first step is just getting him in the door, right? Yeah. That's the first step. And so I'm happy with this. Yeah, I think for me, what's most important is getting the highest rated recruits within the state. Mm-hmm. Because Good every point. year yep. there, are few, the there are a few four-star guys, maybe probably not many five-stars, but there are several four-star guys who go to the U, Stanford, USC, Oregon. Oregon. Mm-hmm. So... If we can keep getting those guys like we have been getting more of the last two years and get you know more than two each year, maybe get a majority of them or almost all of them at the expense of a team up north, <laughs> then that would make me very happy. So one of the things we are seeing a lot more frequently is a lot of these four-star players that end up leaving the state transfer back to BYU in like that's true two years after if they go to if they go to the U. Nine times out of ten, they stay at the U. Yeah, they'll probably it's stay close at the U. enough to family. Whereas, you know, if they go to, for example, 
Oregon. <laughs> Kingsley? Kingsley's from Ontario. Or UW? Puka? Mm. Puka Nakua. Puka. These guys come back because they want to be closer to their family and because they want to play for a university that they grew up cheering for. So, uh, like you guys were both saying, it needs to be a combination of the two. The BYU coaches have said time and time again that their philosophy is not to chase stars, but instead to chase measurables that they can then convert into stardom. Will this change with the new defensive staff? I don't know. Will we chase both? I don't know. All I want to see is player development because it also says something kind of weird about our program if we can develop a three-star guy <laughs> into an NFL player, but we can't develop a four-star guy into an NFL player. Yeah. So, Even a starter. Yeah. Even someone that will throw the ball across the line <laughs> yeah. of scrimmage. We yeah. can't have a four-star guy who will play for us for his whole career. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, last, last thing about recruiting. Poor Jacob Conover, man. Dude, yeah. I feel so bad for him. He got screwed. When Drew Pine came in, I was like, okay, like he'll have his chance. Like he's youthful, yeah. he can win a spot. Back up. And now <laughs> they got Jaden Rashada in there. It's he's buried. Yeah. Bro, he needs to transfer to like NAU or something. Yeah, mm. maybe he will. I transfer portal opens again in May. I don't know. There is a BYU coach on the NAU staff. NAU. All right, could be fun. Go Conover. If he wins a starting job, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the actual, the big news. Yeah, uh, It happened the day we released this podcast, and so we weren't able to comment on it in, uh, like, at the time. But the Big 12 schedule was released. Heck yeah, We dude. have a schedule, everybody, for next season. It's here. It was so exciting. Seeing the schedule, seeing the logos on the schedule, like, it... It's making me so happy, and then I remember that football is like another eight months away, and I oh get really, gosh. really sad. Yeah. So, let's talk about it. What What are our thoughts? What What immediately jumps off the page to you? Fear not, for there is BYU football next month. March 31st, the BYU spring game. Spring True. game. They're actually doing a spring they scrimmage this year. Spring scrimmage. God bless America. One of the things <laughs> that honestly jumps off the page at the beginning is that we kept the at Arkansas game, which was a lot of fun. But yeah. immediately after that, we go at Kansas to open up Big 12 play. I think that's a perfect Big 12 opener for us because it will help us gauge to see where we are at. Mm-hmm. Because it's not one of the newcomers. <laughs> like We get Cincinnati at home after that. That'll be cool. But at Kansas will provide us... A window to see whether we are kind of on that bottom echelon or that top echelon. We get to go at our Kansas, at Kansas back to back. So that's Ooh, pretty cool. Both Kansas pretty fancy. Nice. I will note one thing that I really love is that we get Oklahoma at home this year. Mm-hmm. We get Iowa State at home. Insane. We get Texas Tech at home. So that's kind of cool. We do have the four home, five away rotation. One thing I will note though, not a single team in the Big 12 has a bye the week before playing BYU. Very interesting. It's good for us. Very good for us. And we, where's our bye? Let's our see. bye is right before TCU. Yes. Okay. October 7th yeah. is our bye week. October 7th, we do have a bye. So it's nice to have a bye week that's not like week 10 before <laughs> two FCS schools. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally week one, two, three, four, week six. Perfect. Perfect. Right in the, right in the middle of the season. And you get. You obviously the beginning of the schedule will not be that daunting. We'll get Sam Houston, who is FBS this year. Okay. Uh, Southern Utah, and then Arkansas, Kansas, back to back. Those will be tough. Cincinnati coming to Provo in the Big Twelve home opener. That's gonna be 
lit. That's gonna be so on cool. a Friday oh, night. Baby. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the fact that they actually honored the whole like general conference play on Friday instead of Saturday <laughs> thing true. is kind of crazy to me. Like I didn't think they would do that. It is crazy. Tom Homo said that when they approached the Big Twelve about joining, that was one of the things that they mentioned that if we join, we want this. Well, I did not know it was that big oh, of a what? deal. Yeah, sure. like I was talking to my uncles about it, and they're like, "Well, let's be honest. What are church members going to do on Saturday? Are they going to watch BYU football or are they going to watch conference? Everybody's going to watch BYU football. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> Heck yeah, especially if there's a home game. Yeah, like, <laughs> Heck yeah, baby. So, but that is cool. That's cool. They honored that, and it's going to be an awesome Friday night game. Oh wait, oh, yeah. I have an announcement to make. Oh, announcement. Announcement I to time. Mention this. <laughs> I am officially a BYU booster. Oh, hey. I have joined the lowest level of the Cougar Club. Let's, Let's go. go. $60 annually. It's yes. bucks. Provides me access to the luncheon and to early season tickets so that I can buy the cheapest ones available because that's all I can afford, so I needed early access to it. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So catch me at that Cincinnati home opener. Let's go. Those boosters. <laughs> He's a booster. I'm a booster, baby. <laughs> wow, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Uh, can I just say, I think this will probably be the most fun season we've had. Yeah. Maybe in my whole lifetime. For sure. I agree. This is yeah, be because fun. every single game will be the start of a new relationship with a team, a potential <laughs> new rivalry. Yep. yep. It won't just be like a one off thing like we've been having the past independence years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really fun season, and I'm very excited for it. I am so pumped. I'm with you. I th- this is definitely going to be the best season of our lives, I think. Yeah. This like, is going to be so fun. Look at the freaking schedule, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we go to Texas. We go to Morgantown. We get Iowa State. The crazy people that didn't let us in in 2016. Yeah. Yep. Get them coming to Provo. Let's beat them in. <laughs> um, Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? Coming to Provo in late November? Oh. <laughs> are you Week serious? 11 or something? Our October is going to be amazing. We'll get a bye week, and then we get TCU, Texas Tech, Texas. We get the three Texas teams back to back to back. Right? (laughs) And then November will actually matter this year. Yeah! It's not like Boise State and two pansies. This is at West Virginia, Iowa State at home, Oklahoma at home, and then rivalry week we go to Stillwater under the blackest sky in America. Yes. Boom picking stadium. I... I am so excited. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I will... I, I, I look at the schedule, and I'm like, all right, which road game am I going to go to? Yeah, that was, that's what I was just going to ask yeah. you. Like, what ro- if you could go the one road game, what road game are you going to? Or give me, like, let's, your let's, top two. Yeah, let's do two or three, because number one, I think, is everyone's going to say Texas, right? Or yeah. is that just me? Or is that Maybe let's have the debate. I, would love I to probably go wouldn't to say Texas. Okay, let's, let's rank top three. Top three. Say? Start with Dan. Top three. Top three road My trips. My number one. And don't include Arkansas. Like, we're talking Big 12. Just Big 12? Yeah, just Big 12. Hmm. With this schedule, I'll say Oklahoma State. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's your number one? Okay. It's very dark there. It's <laughs> very dark. In late November. Um, number two, probably Texas. And number three, TCO. Okay. You can switch those, you know. Maybe a 2A, 2B situation. I got you. TCU is a little more meaningful of a matchup with all the history we have. Mm -hmm. Texas has less history, but probably a more fun history for BYU fans. (laughs) (laughs) The way we've treated them whenever we play them. So, yeah, those will both be really fun trips. 
I honestly did have at Texas as my number one. At Oklahoma State is also it's a, a kind of a one A one B kind of situation there. Mm-hmm. The only reason I would want to go to TCU, like their their stadium isn't like super impressive or yeah. anything, and it's not even very big. But just to see the Hypnotoad live in person, Ooh, the yeah. Hypnotoad. that would be fun. Unless they're not doing the Hypnotoad, then TCU moves to the bottom of the list. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think at West Virginia is kind of underrated. Yeah, that's definitely West Virginia is like a fun. cool stadium, mm-hmm. and it's a cool team that has a lot of history. Yeah, that'd be great. What do you What do you got, Jared? No, my number one is gonna be Texas. The history, the burn orange, Matthew McConaughey, like Matthew Boston, McConaughey Texas, plus thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an environment, absolutely for electric. Sure. Number two was actually Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia. It's West... These people are nuts. They're insane. <laughs> it's like a bunch of Davy Crockett's out there, bro. And they're wearing raccoons on their heads. Yeah. And then number three was going to be Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm, Obviously, boom pickings under the black sky. Boom pickings. But I, TCU would be amazing. Go to the booth, Kansas. Especially when Kansas at this point is like 3-0. and and Kansas yeah. fans are still believing when you know, they're good yeah. before they go on a five-game losing streak in Big 12 play like they did this year. <laughs> um, it, all of these games are going to be amazing, and I find myself wanting to go to every single one. Huh? Oh, we got a huh? News, news, news. Is this breaking news? or BYU at Texas tickets are already on sale. Oh, okay. like public? No, there's a, there's a few on SeatGeek. I imagine it's Texas. Okay, season. resale. Yeah. But it's also like all over the stadium, so I don't know. Maybe there are season tickets like all over the place, huh. but on both sidelines as well. Apparently, you get a great price for both of them. I don't know what's this. How much are we talking? Oh my gosh! It says it's a great price, five hundred eighty-five dollars. <laughs> oh, the sure. lowest price I am seeing is ninety-four dollars each for a ticket. That's doable. That okay, is right? honestly doable. doable. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You're like in the way freaking corner of the stadium. Oh, that's Way fun. at the top. Double that's digits. Fun. Yeah. That's fine. Now that we, we have a double four. Game, we were literally had our backs up against yeah. the wall. Yeah. It's not about the seat. No. It's about <laughs> the experience. It is about the experience. Speaking of Oregon, their PA announcer is still the worst PA literally announcer I've ever heard. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's time for us to start looking into this because yeah. we can get these tickets. Go. Hey, go to Austin. We'll form a road trip with the loyal, strong, and true followers. Look at these seats. That's, that's it? That's good. $96 that's that ain't bad. Dude, you know when I see that stadium? There's two things I think of. One, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Second, Joe Burrow. His Joe coming out party was against D. Texas. Mm. Remember? And he, like, threw that dime and was, like, shooting the finger guns in the air. Like, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, man. Um, all right. Any any other thoughts about football before we move on? I know we're all, like, adrenaline through the roof right now. I'm really about to buy these tickets. Oh, I got one more thing. Okay, damn. That we haven't mentioned yet. Yes. Ooh. This season, we will have a conference championship to play for. Wait, 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 wait. They they leaked the script. Look at the last week on the schedule. So, Dan, you're saying that we have something to play for this year? Yeah, if we lose once in October, the season's not over, guys. What? When we inevitably lose to Sam Houston State at home week one. Yeah. (laughs) Our season's not over. We can bounce back. Let's go. We still have motivation to win. Heck yeah. That is crazy. At the bowl lineup, too, for the Big 12 mm. is crazy. We'll cover this probably yeah. in the offseason yeah. a little oh, bit. Yeah, so amazing. much good stuff. There's so much that. to dive into. But let me tell you, our ceiling for a bowl game last year is still lower than the floor yep. for our bowl <laughs> game if we make a bowl game in the Big 12. Ooh, so that's, that's all I'm going to say. Gorgeous. 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 All right. That's enough real football. Let's move into... Hoops. 
Oops. We do got to talk about it. BYU men's basketball. (laughs) Even though we have been ignoring it for most of the year, we do have good news to report this past week. BYU beat LMU and the dirty mullet Leal Pepe's by 28 points at home. Take that. Incredible. Revenge game for earlier. Bounce back game. And then they beat Pacific by 15 in a game in which 49 fouls were called. In the post-game presser, Mark Pope lamented the fact that they did not break the NCAA record by getting to that 50th foul. Oh, that... What a waste. I know, <laughs> What right? a waste of 49 fouls. Dude, you put in... What's his name? How Dong or Trayden Christensen at the end? Just, yeah, go push this guy over! Why not? We need to get to 50! <laughs> go get a player! Mark Pope needs to be aware of those things. He needs a stack a guy, right? Yeah. On the bench. Yeah, you need a stack guy on the bench. We can break a record tonight, right? Chase Fisher needs one more three to break the record. You you tell him to shoot it. Or like when freaking, what's his name? Cal Collinsworth. Whenever he would pass the ball to somebody and he needed one more assist for a triple-double, yeah. the whole crowd would yell, shoot it! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We need somebody like that. We do. We need it. Anyway, great games. This BYU team looked completely different oh, yeah. than the teams we saw on the road. Like, this is the team that lost to Gonzaga by one and St. Mary's by one. This is mm-hmm. that same team. Yeah. Now, is it because we're playing at home? Is that why? Or is it because, like, we lost to LMU by, what, 10 at LMU? And then Pacific, we beat earlier in the season, so it doesn't really matter. But why are we playing so much better now? Have we turned a corner, or do we just play better at home? I think we've turned a corner. Honestly, like... Our team is playing way better. The fact that we had two straight games with single-digit turnovers. That's not something we've done all season long consecutively. Yes! So we're playing cleaner. It feels like we're kind of rounding into form finally. It feels like we found our rotation, though for whatever reason, Waterman still sees the light of day. (laughs) I will say, with him in the starting lineup, our team plays amazing. He doesn't, but our team does. He's technically at negative efficiency. (laughs) While on the court. He's the only player on the entire roster, including the bench players, that is at negative efficiency. Hey, he's just taking the hit for everybody. He's Not like, great. give me... Exactly. <laughs> bring your heavy burdens. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. I think we're doing well. Yeah. I also would like to believe that we've turned a quarter. Obviously, we played better at home. Uh, I should have looked up the stats beforehand, but I think we have a winning record at home. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely yeah, don't do. on the road. No, no. I want to well, say. we played a couple well, of the pre the not preseason, but like the exhibition type games. Yeah, I don't know. I should have looked it up. We'll get it to you guys. But the point is, we play better at home, so it's hard to know if us getting these two home wins is because we're at home or because we've improved and learned. And you know, as a football team would say, loved and learned since <laughs> those yeah. those two yeah. heartbreaking losses. But I believe. Our team has a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperience. We're going, to, we're going to need games to get better, and maybe that's what's happening here. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I love the fact that our starting group is young. Like, Rudy comes off the bench, and he's been really good. He's averaging 15 points a game in the last couple. But the fact that Dallin Hall and Jackson Robinson and Foose and Atiki's not getting as many minutes, but he's still getting significant minutes. Yeah. Uh, Richie Saunders, like, these guys are the guys we're going to have moving into the Big 12, and they're the ones getting the significant minutes. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are starting to gel now, like Dan said. I really hope we're turning a corner. Because yeah. what I've seen from this team, obviously, home field or home court is a huge advantage in the Marriott Center. As terrible as the Rock is, 
You can fit 19,000 people in there. You're not going to get that anywhere in the WCC. Yeah. You can get Wait, that like... 19,000 plus our friends Paper and Scissors. Oh. oh don't forget about that. 19,002. <laughs> Gosh. Dang it. So dumb. I All hate right. that. Sorry so to derail you. No, you're good. Um, given what I've seen from this team, at, in the last four home games, we could win the WCC tournament. This team is good enough to win the WCC tournament. We've played St. Mary's, far and away the best team. They Gonzaga got out to an early lead against them on Saturday. Heck of a game, by the way. But St. Mary's clawed back. Aiden Mahaney went god mode in the second half. That dude's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is all right. <laughs> He's a freshman. He doesn't He's look a like a satyr, too. too, so that's a plus. Yeah. Um, but the way this team is played, I've, I think we can win the WCC tournament. That doesn't mean we will, but I think we have the ceiling, too. It's and could you imagine if... We go out by winning the WCC tournament <laughs> with so this awesome. team? That would be After hilarious. Sucked all year long. I, I have a very important question for you guys, though. Yes, let's hear it. This is the most important question of the year. The oh, question. Okay. Is this locker room the best in America? Mm. Good thing you're asking us because you'll get an honest answer. Not Mark Pope. He would always. I don't know. See, I. Something I've been thinking about recently is all the transfers we had before this season. Yes. Guys like Caleb Lohner, gone. He would have had a a much larger role with us this season. Mm -hmm. Seneca Knight, Hunter Erickson, basically everyone. Gavin Gavin Baxter. I don't know if that's indicative of the locker room or Mark Pope at all, or if he, like, have Aslan to go... Instead of them wanting to go, you please know? get out of here. But so that does come to mind when you ask about the locker room. But I mean, as far as I can tell, the the players here seem happy, and there's not any huge chemistry issues. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like last year we could kind of feel it that it wasn't like I feel like we had better players last year, but they didn't gel as much, and you yeah. can see it. Seneca Knight looked like he wanted to do anything but play basketball. Looks like he was yeah, depressed. Twenty four seven. Yeah, and Caleb Lohner, he was just a bumbling oaf, like <laughs> in the best way. In the yeah. best way, he was trying, but he was Colby Lee, but without this, without the, without like the lovable without the touch, without the touch. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb, touch. he was <laughs> the exact opposite of touch. Caleb Lohner <laughs> at the at, at, Caleb Lohner on the block. Would, as we have said many times before, throw the ball at the backboard with the force of a thousand hot, burning white suns. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Colby Lee could literally be dunking the ball and then mid dunk change it to just a slight little, I'm going to gently place the ball into the hoop with a nice little teardrop right over the rim without <laughs> causing any disturbance, without the net moving at all. Yeah. That's why we call him Big Chungus. Big Chungus, yeah, baby. Anyway, I like this locker room. The locker room, yeah. The fact that Rudy Williams, too, is okay with being benched for Down Hall. Down Hall's like some chubby kid off his mission that can't make free throws. And yet, Rudy Williams, this season, like, four or five-year starter, is teaching. He's taking him under his wing, even though he's, you know, playing off the bench. Instead, he's still teaching Down Hall. At every interview, he's like, I love the guy, you know. And you can see it on the court, too, when they play together or when he comes in for him. You don't lose... You don't lose the jelliness 
that you see with the starting five Jellies. when you when you rotate players. And I feel like mm-hmm. last year it was hugely yeah. evident. Yeah. As soon as the rotations would Big start, it would go down the drain. <laughs> but this year it, it doesn't feel like that. And I, and and I think that is says something about this locker room. Whether Mark Pope has had something to do with it, I don't know. But the guys on this team seem to play really well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got one more thing about Dallin Hall. His shooting has been up and down this year. Especially his free throws. Rather logarithmic. More down than we'd like. <laughs> but his playmaking ability is probably the best on the team. He yep. does lead the team in assists. And as our new starting point guard, that's essential to have. That's something that Alex Barcelo was definitely more of a scorer. Yes. He got better at, you know, assisting and distributing yeah. as he the more he played for us. But Dallin Hall seems like he's a little ahead of but where Barcelo was already, so if he can get more experience, get his shot back, I think he'll be really good for us, and I love to see him distributing the ball as well as scoring the ball. Absolutely. I feel I like he's more of a point guard, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like Alex Marcello was a shooting guard that yeah, he was. was playing point yeah. guard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of necessity. That's Absolutely. a good point. But down, down hall, Richie Saunders, too. I know his numbers aren't great. That man plays with fire. He's the new Zach Hillius. Yeah, mm. he kind of is. He's the new Zach Hillius. He just needs to get fat. He needs yeah. to get married, get fat. His dad bod. Yeah. And he needs to like... Oh, mustache? He's already blonde, so he needs to like dye half his hair brown. He needs mm. a bad haircut. Too. Yeah. Bad haircut. Well, maybe he already has one. He needs, to wear, he needs to get fat and then purposefully not wear a jersey during warm-ups and get a super tight shirt yes. Yes. and tuck it in so you can see the belly rolling the love the handles. And then yeah, throw down exactly. monster dunks in warm-ups. Richie <laughs> <laughs> um, Saunders, yeah. I am really liking this team right now. I think this week will it's be very team. telling. Right, we go to Pepperdine. They just barely got their first win of the WCC In literally tournament. the most asinine fashion possible. Did you guys see how they won that game? Yes. Portland deserves a good oh, spanking for that. <laughs> those free throws? Is that, is that <laughs> So, first of all, Pepperdine fouls, fouls Portland. Portland misses a free throw, but then Portland gets the rebound. Or, sorry. No, sorry. So, Pepperdine missed the free throw the tie. Yes. Portland gets well, the rebound. And even before that, Pepperdine is down three yeah. with three seconds left, uh-huh. and he drives to the lane for a layup. Yep. Dude, if that's me, you let him do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, totally. But Portland fouls him. Fouls him. And they then they one of two. Throw. Portland gets the rebound, but then the Portland guy elbows the Pepperdine player in the face as time expires. A technical gets called. <laughs> <laughs> but the foul also counts. Pepperdine, or Portland only makes one of its free throws. Yeah. Pepperdine only makes one of its free throws again. So they're still down one, but there's .6 seconds left on the clock somehow. <laughs> and they inbound the ball. And then they score. Ridiculous. Anyway, the WCC Crazy. is a schnike show. Always has been. Always will be. We'll miss it, but we'll also not miss it. I will not miss it. <laughs> I will not miss it. Not Especially either. the refs. We're not going to miss Especially it. Especially the refs. But yeah, this week is Pepperdine. Apparently it's on CBSSN. I was expecting this to be a oh. stadium game. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. National television. National television. Not much on on Thursday, I guess. Um, but uh, that game should be very winnable. I think that's when we'll kind of see, is it the Marriott Center? Or is it our team is better, right? Because we should blow these guys out. But we'll see. Yeah, we then we go to Gonzaga on Saturday. I don't think any of us expect to win this game. If you show fight in this game, I think that will be applauded. It's in I the do. kennel, right? We uh, we lost by one in a very close game at home. I mean, LMU beat Gonzaga in the kennel. It's true. They're beatable. St. Mary's just went there and beat them. I don't know. It would be... or No, I guess they beat him at St. Mary's. In Mar-a-Gas. Is that St. Mary's? But uh, they'll go and beat him in Mar- in the kennel yeah. later. After um, we do. Spokane. After we do. 
I think we can win this game, but I do not expect it. I expect us to lose by like eight. And that's okay with me. Yeah. I expect a one-in-one week as well. Hopefully we can beat Pepperdine easily and show that our improving results have not just been Merit Center magic. And then Gonzaga, it's probably our last trip there in for the foreseeable future. Yeah. They talk about how they like to keep up the scheduling, but... I mean, unless they join the Big 12. We'll see what happens in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah, so I would like to go out on a good note. I'm not expecting a win, but at least to, you know, be competitive and make it enjoyable to watch. Right. Yeah. Even without a win. That's, Give me that's hope. That's what I'm expecting. Only for it to dwindle away. I agree yeah. with Dan. Like, I definitely would hate for our last year in the WCC to end up 0-2 versus St. Mary's, 0-2 versus Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. That would suck. That would suck. That would be unfortunate. We're going to end up 0-something. Yeah. It could be 0-3. Do you think we're going to make it that far in the WCC? I, do. I, I, I think we will. All right. Oh, love it. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> last thing about men's basketball. Do you guys want to see St. Mary's and Gonzaga on the schedule in the future? Yes. Yes. Maybe in like a pre uh, tournament, one of those Ooh. Battle for Atlantis type that situations. Sure. Get us and Gonzaga in the same pot, same as St. Mary's. I think that'd be fun. Why not? Yeah. They've both been really fun teams to play. As much as I will say like about Randy Bennett being the devil and how much <laughs> I hate Drew Timmy, Kelly Olynyk. I don't oh, mind Kelly Olynyk. I don't hate him as much as you guys oh, do. I hate him I worse than Timmy. Yeah, I hate him I, worse than Timmy. I hate a lot of people from both of those schools. As much as both of those schools have always been class acts coming to BYU, us playing them there. They have never been disrespectful. They have always been great to play against. They've always been great to travel to. And every time that Mark Few or Randy Bennett steps foot in the Marriott Center, they have nothing but positive things to say about BYU and its program. So I true. have the utmost respect for those two programs, and I do hope we see them in the future. Uh, I hate both of these programs with a passion. I kind of respect Gonzaga, you know, for what they are. Yeah. yeah. I have no respect for St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. I hate them worse than Utah in basketball. Worse than Utah State. Worse than UVU. Utah doesn't even have a basketball team. Oh, that's right. They have curtains. Um, but that's why I want them on the schedule is because of that relationship right the love hate with Gonzaga the pure hatred the I want to rip your entrails out with St. Mary's (laughs) entrails Um, I want them both on the schedule I know I think for us if we're going to play St. Mary's it's going to have to be neutral site because they don't travel outside of the state of California in (laughs) preseason no way They they don't got that budget yeah Gonzaga will they will. Mark Few will be the first one to sign off on a home and home yeah. with BYU. So yeah. I I expect to see Gonzaga. Uh, for all the people out there saying we're going to get enough of the high end teams in conference, bro, this is basketball. This is not football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to schedule FAU and UTSA on back to back weeks, Georgia. Okay. I, UTSA, Georgia. Sneaky. Yeah. Okay. But not the best example. <laughs> But no this Troy. is basketball. No Troys. The, as as well as you Troy's play, as well as as well as you like, with how you schedule, you get benefited for it. No matter if you win or lose or get blown out, if you schedule Gonzaga, you get almost the same bump as if you were to beat them or lose to them. Like it's very very similar. If you play Gonzaga, you get a huge bump in the net, in the Ken Palm, and for your guys' experience. So I don't care that we're going to play at Kansas and Texas Tech and Texas. I I want us to play Gonzaga every Imagine year from here. All of our games, all 30 of them or whatever, are quad one or quad two. 
Ooh. Not a oh. single quad three or quad four loss because we are zero and zero in both of those quadrants. I wonder what the closest anyone has ever been to that yeah. is. Like, what's the fewest number mm-hmm. of quad two or quad three, quad fours? I don't know. It's probably Kansas or something. Yeah, are there are there quad four games in the Big Twelve? No. no, there are no quad three. Are there games quad three? No, every, everyone is a quad two in the Big Twelve. Right. That is at the very least. So at the very least, we've got two. that going for us. Now we just need to schedule Gonzaga and St. Mary's in the non-con. We're good. Yeah, maybe Utah State can do us a solid. Dude, freaking! I don't want to get into BYU basketball scheduling because we're a bunch of pansies. Yeah, and we hate scheduling hard teams. Um, we turned down offers to play. You know. Utah State and other teams in the same state. Uh, anyway, um, anything else about men's basketball this week? We've rambled on for long enough, I think. Nope. That's far too much. Thursday BYU and Saturday. Talk. Thursday and Saturday. Tune baby. in. Though it's not enough BYU basketball talk because we're going to talk a little bit about the women. Yep. Shout out to them. Uh, Lauren Gustin is just an absolute monster. Yeah. In 21 games, sorry, in 23 games, she has recorded 21 double doubles. Averages more Sir. rebounds per game than points per game, and she averages 15.6 points per game. <laughs> so, absolutely ridiculous. Lauren Gustin, though they sucked at the beginning of the season, they're turning it around for whatever reason. They're putting together a ridiculous recruiting class, yeah. And they're seven five in the season. Like, they just signed like two different five stars. What's going on? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> coach Whiting, man, she knows her stuff. Yeah, she knows. First year coach, <laughs> yeah. The record isn't like amazing. They're seven five in WCC, which is that's fine. Yeah, like, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Similar to the men in WCC. Yeah. yeah, and then twelve and eleven on the season, right? And they played they played a couple tough teams. They played oh, like yeah. three or four P five teams in the Oklahoma. Yeah, they played Washington State. Like they they played good teams. So it it was a good first year for them. Yeah. Maybe not the year that the the seniors had hoped for, right? No. Mm-hmm. But it is a good first year, especially for Coach Whiting. There's a lot to be hopeful for moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lauren Gustin, who we mentioned, is the leading rebounder in the whole country. Oh my! Clap so, it up! Yeah, right here at BYU. Stop the count. Stop WNBA, the count, baby. Right exactly. there, WNBA. She's gonna be the Dennis Rodman of the WNBA. <laughs> oh baby. Uh, all right, I think that about wraps it up for us here. If you guys have any parting thoughts, we're watching Kansas score forty-two freaking points in one half against Texas. Against Texas, dude. The Big 12 is going yeah. to be absolutely oh, what a drive. Oh. Rolled out. My one parting thought is this. Shout out to Tom Holmo for scheduling Coastal Carolina coming back to BYU. Oh, Though true. it's in 2033. 2033. So that is not a miss here. That is 2033. That's 10 years 10 from years now. from now, you will get to see Mormons versus mullets again. <laughs> I don't know. Will they still have mullets? Will that still be in style? Who knows? But, uh, yeah. Um... BYU basketball is peaking at the right time, so make sure you tune in because this is the last month before the WCC tournament. Yes, all of these games will be easily watchable. You will not have to sit through another stadium or WCC network game. You'll all be at least tier two broadcasts. Yep, great stuff. Thank you for listening. Love you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. If you enjoyed what you were listening to, please leave a five-star review. Make sure you are following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod where you'll find a lot of fun and interactive content and you will find exclusive stuff to see and to laugh about. Yes. <laughs> content. And you can always DM us hate mail. Content is going to be ramping up. That's what I'm going to say. This, 
this season, end of basketball season, is uh, a... <laughs> That's my ramping up sound. <laughs> oh, that's a good ramp up. I like that. Uh, we should do a segment called The Ramp Up, and we'll just have Dan do that for as long as he can. And me and Justin just have to spit out facts about something yes. until Dan like passes out. Ramp it up. Deal. Anyway, content will be ramping up in the next couple of weeks, months, uh, and for the next coming football season, definitely. Oh, heck yeah. We have things in the works. Let's get it. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. Share us. Spread us around on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Be evangelists. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Goodbye now. <laughs>